Okay, welcome. welcome. Hey, no, I introduce. Okay, fine, fine. fine. No, okay. All right, welcome to episode twenty-six of the Nil Nil Football Podcast. Um, it is a rivalry week. Uh, as far as I know, we're still sponsored by Heineken. Uh, I'm talking about MLS, so I guess it'd be the Heineken rivalry week or whatever. Um, For a second there, I thought we got sponsored by Heineken. Nah, a couple of scrubs like this, no way. <laughs> all right so what are you looking forward to this weekend besides the obvious danny <laughs> okay well apart from the obvious i'm looking forward to a couple of the other derbies that are happening around the schedule um more or less seattle and portland um the houston and dallas game and orlando and miami and i guess the salt lake and colorado all right, let's start off. Well, I mean, NYC versus New England isn't exactly a rivalry, but I, pr- I I would imagine that they want it to be one. I feel like it should. Like, on paper, it feels like... On paper, it, last season, it would have been. Yeah, th- that's what I mean. Like, on paper, it seems like it should be a rivalry game. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like if they would have matched up New York and Red Bulls, that would have been... A bit more in line with everything that's going on. Exactly. Same thing with uh, what I mentioned, the Cincinnati and Columbus playing against each other. Yeah, that would have been great. They, they really should have paired everything up to make it a true rivalry re- weekend. Yeah. Oh, well. All right, let's start off with the first true derby. So that's uh, Seattle-Portland, a part of okay. the Cascadia rivalry. Technically, Vancouver is part of that. But, you know, you can't have three teams play against each other at once, right? So... Or can you? Uh, not in this league. Make the field bigger, add a third net, and you got something. Create a new stadium. <laughs> Create a new stadium. Uh, no, uh, you're right. Between these two, uh, I think mm, in a different year, this would be kind of like a heavyweight fight. Yeah. And you would be expecting both teams to go at it with everything that they've got. This time around, though, um, Seattle is, I want to say, in a better position than Portland. Um, Team-wise, Seattle is just playing much better right now. Portland is a very hit-or-miss-at-the-moment kind of team. They are either showing up with a good team that knows what the goal is and actually pulls out the win. Uh, But more or less, they're usually getting a red card in most games and either drawing or, in the end, losing the game. Yeah, I mean, just take a look at the standings. Portland's... You know, down there. Yeah. Uh, 10th place, Seattle in 7th. Technically, I mean, it's more like a mid-table clash at this point where in past seasons it would have been, you know, top half. Yeah. But... um, Exactly. It'd be like top three facing off. Yeah. Um, But... uh, on paper, Seattle should win this. Um, technically, Seattle's been starting off a little bit 
Oh, I just realized I skipped a whole bunch of games. <laughs> uh, Seattle's, Seattle's, yeah, Seattle's been starting off. Um, they we know them to start off rough, right? But I think right. some people would probably say that they've been starting a bit rough, um, a lot more rough than usual than they have in the past. Right. So this that's that's probably why they're so low on the table. Um, but yeah, I mean, Portland we, has matched that form, if not been better, like in terms of being worse. <laughs> right. Well, if we look at their most recent games, uh, let's say we look at the last five games, the one from last weekend, they ended up winning two zero against Toronto, and I believe that was a majority B squad, if I'm not mistaken. Um, then their midweek game, they lost against Montreal. And uh, let's see, they also won against Kansas City the weekend before that. Uh, and against LA, they drew. And then in Vancouver, uh, which would be five games ago, they ended up winning. And this is probably their biggest win out of those five games at 4 0. So yeah. out of those five games, they came away with three wins, one loss, and one draw. Not bad. So it's not that bad. Um, they haven't been and, beaten in four matches, actually. Yeah, and in those three matches that I mentioned, they actually came away with clean sheets. Mm-hmm. So it's not that bad of a form. And, if this yep. is what starting rough is, I kind of wish... then that LAFC would start a bit more rough then. Uh, well, I think we tried doing that last year and it came out worse. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, in comparison, like this is a pretty yeah. decent result for five games. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Raul Ruiz Diaz against the Timbers has scored 10 goals in 11 matches. So if you had to put money on somebody scoring in this series, um, you'd have to be putting it on him, right? Yeah, I'm going to guess that he will end up scoring in this game. I would assume so, too. Um, On paper, Seattle should win, but I think I'm going to go ahead with my prediction right now, and I think I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw. You think it's going to be a 2-2 draw? Yes. Um, I don't think it's going to be a 2-2 draw. I also don't think it's going to be a draw at all. Um... Although Portland have been improving in their form as of lately, um, we've seen how rough they've been the last couple of weeks before that, uh, where they were constantly getting a red card, which isn't a trend that's going away. Um, I'm looking at their their matches that they've had over the pretty much last couple of weeks, and there's a red card in a lot of them let's see one two three four five six that's about six matches in like maybe 20 games maybe no 10 games actually so that's that's a lot of red cards 60 percent yeah yeah exactly so i'm thinking there's probably going to be a red card in this game um and as much as I think that they do have the possibility of winning if all of their pieces fall into place, uh, 
I feel like they're gonna continue their inconsistency and end up losing this game. Um, I'm gonna say Seattle's gonna win this three to one. Three to one. Wow. Gonna yeah. dominate Portland, huh? Yes, because Portland ended up drawing against Nashville, and Nashville hasn't necessarily been on the greatest of forms either. Um, and they scored two on that on that match, so that was a two-two draw between Nashville and Portland. So I'd say that Seattle's attacking is way more consistent than Nashville's. And if Nashville was able to break through Portland, I mean, it should be a little easier for Seattle. No, but I mean, I, I think we're going to agree to disagree on this one. But yeah, so I'll go for the 2-2 draw. You're going to go for the 3-1 the win for win Seattle. In favor of Seattle. I know that most of the time I'm always pulling for Portland, but uh, this time around, I just see Seattle taking it. How many of those three goals are going to be scored by Rui Diaz? <laughs> <laughs> Two out of the three. Okay, you're not going to go for the hat trick on them. <laughs> you know what? I would, but I feel that that's just asking for a little too much. All right. Uh, let's see. Next rivalry game, we're going to go to, looks like it would be, wow, you really got to scroll all the way down. No, Orlando, yeah. Miami, probably. Orlando, Miami, yeah. This game is interesting um, just because Miami, you know, we made fun of them for so long for being a very, very bad team, which they were. It's not like... I mean, think about this. Miami is only three points behind Orlando at this point. That's where I was going with this. It's It, it was a different story back when they were at the bottom of the table. It was a dim story last season. Uh, but somehow they've been able to actually find somewhat of a form this time around. And they're mid-table-ish. <laughs> they're in ninth place and Orlando's in sixth place. So it's kind of similar to Seattle and Portland in a way. Um, but I, I don't know. I can't really put my eye on which of the two teams is going to end up winning. Um, on paper, it looks pretty even. So in the eight games that they played against each other, um, yeah, Orlando has only won one more game, pretty much. So they, really? that or, that? Yeah. So um, Orlando's won three, drawn two, and lost two against Miami. Mm-hmm. And it would be the opposite for Miami. So they've won two, uh, drawn two, and lost three. So it's it's pretty much uh, it's, they're pretty close to each other, yeah. Um, and then Orlando um, mm-hmm. just lost five three to DC United in the last game. Right. Yeah, that's um, one of the matches we actually overlooked when we were going over the uh, review of the weekend. Um, but yeah, they ended up losing 5-3, to three, which doesn't really paint the greatest of pictures going into this weekend. Um, but at the same time, we have had other teams that have lost by that much and actually had some decent games right after. Yep. Uh, let's see. From that same match, match weekend uh, on Monday, Miami ended up drawing against Dallas. And that was 1-1. Before that, they ended up winning against Minnesota 2-1. And before that, they ended up losing to Atlanta 2-0. Um, so between those three, I mean, that's two wins and one loss. Uh, 
I feel like they would actually... You know what? I'm going to go with Miami on this. I would say Miami probably has a better form from what it looks yeah. like. In their last seven matches, they've only lost once. Yeah. No, yeah. Definitely going to go Miami. And I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Yeah. Because defensively, I don't think either one is that great. Uh, so it has a potential of actually having a decently high score if they can get their shots on target. Yeah, I think I'm going to play it safe and go for a 2-1 win for Miami. Okay. I'm going to go with the same thing, actually. I feel like that seems like a safe guess. 2-1. to one. I just feel like it's going to be one of those games where they're going to turn over the ball a lot to each other. Yeah, I, the the wishful like high scoring game part of me wishes is a four three. Mm. Uh, so that'll be my sub guess four three Miami, but my my official guess will be two one. Yeah, I'm gonna get Iguain to score a goal. Watch <laughs> from what the bench. Yes. No, but the bench that's in the stands, not the one that's on the sidelines. Nah, watch it. He'll score. Watch. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens there. Campana's probably going to get, what, a brace? Uh, it's going to be Bryce Duke with the brace. Bryce Duke with the brace. That boy that boy will get something, like an assist at least. Yeah. All right. Next okay. uh, next game, uh, we're going to go with Houston and Dallas. I mean, will Acha Acha start in this game is the <laughs> okay. question. Uh, will he start? Mm, did he already get registered and presented and all that? Uh, he's been officially presented. Uh, the registration opened today, so as long as there's nothing wrong with him, they could have just ridden him in. Yeah, the only thing that's wrong with him is his game. Um, wow. But, I, again, I'm, my hopes in his impact in the team aren't that high. Um, and I feel like Dallas is actually going to win this. I know that Dallas hasn't been in a great form, at least in the last four games. Uh, they've lost twice, drawn twice. Uh, they drew against Austin and Miami. Miami 1-1. And against Austin 2-2. They lost against LAFC 3-1. And lost against Vancouver 2-0. Yep. Um, I mean, officially, Houston Dynamo announced that uh, Acha will play in the in this game, so mm. he will debut in this one. Uh, hopefully, so we'll see. hopefully, he'll have a positive impact on the field. There's been definitely in other teams that he's played in, he has a tendency to go missing. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully, this doesn't happen. I mean, we're at a lower level. We do love the MLS, but it should be easier for him if he doesn't perform here. I mean. I'm just putting it this way. He doesn't even really perform at the national team with Mexico. So. Well, he hasn't been there. I don't think the it's part of the... He has. The well, times that he has, he still wasn't performing. The only things he I remember is that every now and then he'll score the odd long-distance goal. and That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, that, ha- that Having a lucky goal like that does not mm-hmm. say that you're a good player. That just means that you were fortunate to be at the right place and that nobody got in the way. But 
during a full match, if you actually watch him, he gets lost very easily. Half of the time, I don't even know he's playing until they're subbing him off. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's a higher chance of that happening here. Otherwise, why would he get benched at Atleti if they, you know, saw potential in him from Porto? Yeah, but I don't think he may be a DP, right? But I don't mm-hmm. think he'd be a match-winning DP. I think he just. No. I think he would improve their form over the course of the season. But I wouldn't say right. he'd necessarily change the game. Maybe he proves me wrong. I mean, we haven't seen what he's like in the MLS. Vela was good in La Liga, but when, as soon as he got to the MLS, he became, you know, top of the top of the top, right? So right. maybe maybe he could have a change like that. Who knows? It, it's, it's hard to predict how DPs are going to do before they even play in the league. Right. No, I mean, for him, I hope that I'm wrong. You know, it'd be great to see him actually do well because I do remember when he actually was good. He was pretty much a master of passing it around and finding those areas where players were free. Um, But I don't know what happened. He at one point just ended up disappearing. So I hope that he actually shows up and does something well. But based on what I've seen from him, I don't have high hopes for him. Uh, Dallas, although not in the greatest form, I feel like probably have a better chance of actually winning in this one. So, uh, given that, what, what would be your prediction then? Uh, I'm going to go 2 0. Hmm. Fred uh, score. Given the form that Houston has, although they have a DP, I don't think they're going to overcome that. Uh, I'm going to go 3-1 on this one, uh, even though, well, for FC Dallas, even though Achach is going to make his debut, I think it's going to be Jesus Ferreira who's going to be making all the all the noise at the under end of the field. Yeah, I feel like uh, they'll be able to structure something well enough to get through Houston. I'm looking, I didn't notice this before, but... Um, Google has these win probability percentages. Yeah. Uh, they have Dynamo winning at 40% probability. Mm-hmm. They have Dallas at a 33% and a draw happening at a 27%. Yeah, but I think that's just because um, Houston's playing at home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just feel like Dallas is probably due a win after uh, a couple of draws and a loss. Yeah, I agree. All right. Let's move on to the next game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Salt Lake versus Colorado. I feel like this is kind of a weird one to predict. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, Colorado and Austin over the weekend ended up playing Colorado losing uh, actually Colorado lost their last two tied one before that lost another one before that and eventually way back on uh, May 22nd they ended up winning against Seattle and that was a 1-0 win so they're not in the best of forms at the moment Yep, I mean, look. Just look at the table. Russell League is at the top, 
half, Colorado's at the bottom half. I mean, yeah, exactly. on paper, um, Ross Hall Lake should have this in terms of their record versus each other. Ross Hall Lake has 10 more wins than Colorado. Yeah. I mean, and Ross Hall Lake has um, only lost one of the last 21 home matches that is played against Colorado. So uh, everything's pointing to for a Ross Hall Lake win. Speaking, Salt Lake will be the victors of this matchup um yeah i mean everything does point in their favor uh the only thing that like made me doubt if they were going to win was that one little stint against new york where they ended up losing what was it five nil five one six nil yeah so that (laughs) that game it just made me think like oh they're they're not in a good form uh because right after the, that the last couple of the the games after that they weren't doing that hot either they had like one win and then like two or three losses um but yeah you look at the table they're currently what third yeah third in the western conference versus 12th where colorado's at uh so yeah i'm gonna go with salt lake winning um, I could see Colorado scoring one, but I'm not going to give him that. I'm going to go 3-0 Salt Lake. All right. Um, I'm going to go 2-0 Salt Lake. A little bit less ambitious. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think they have the, the capability of scoring that third one. Um, do you want to quickly go over all the other matchups? Yeah. All right. Quick prediction. Prediction. NYC. Actually, no. Philadelphia. DC. United. You know what? I'm gonna go DC. Uh, I'm gonna go Philadelphia to bounce back. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say DC. Maybe like two one. Mm, I'm gonna go Philly three to two. <laughs> okay. And this game will be tomorrow on Friday. On ESPN. Uh, wow. That'll be four thirty p.m. Pacific. Um, Vancouver, Minnesota. Uh, Vancouver, Minnesota. I'm gonna give this to Minnesota. I think. I mean, they're both at the bottom, right? Yeah, they're both at the bottom. Actually, but... no. Uh, I mean, they're both right next to each other. Minnesota, Vancouver. They're both tied on points. They both have the exact same goals. Or the games yeah. played, exact same record. Uh, just Minnesota scores more, but they also concede. Eh, they concede less. Yeah, yeah. I'll, get, I'll give it to Minnesota. I'll give them like a one 0 win. Uh, I'm going to go draw. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Yeah, that's probably likely too. I mean, at Vancouver just beat LAFC, so. <laughs> yeah, but that was LAFC C. LAFC. LAFC. <laughs> All right. Um, For a second, you almost triggered the Ronaldo C. C. All right. Uh, NYC versus, or NYCFC versus New England. Uh, I'm going to say New York City FC is going to take this easy. Um, you're probably right. Although, I don't think... Did New York win their last game? New York did win their last game. Uh, no, they drew their last game. Yeah, I think they drew the one before that, too. Uh, yeah, they drew against Atlanta 2-2, to and then there was that 4-4 game against Cincinnati. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go underdog and give New England like uh, a two to one win. 
Really? You're going to give them a two to one win? Yeah, I believe in Bruce but, Arena. I'm just kidding. But well, it's kind of interesting because they also kind of have the same record. Two, the last two games were draws uh, against Vancouver and Cincinnati. Um, I'm going to give it to New York. It's going to probably be like four one. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. We're going to go to Atlanta-Austin. Uh, I'm going to go with Atlanta winning 3-0 because I need Austin to lose. <laughs> I, I knew that. I feel like the realistic um, game is going to be 3-1 Austin mm-hmm. uh, just because Atlanta has been struggling so much to still find identity, uh, and Austin has been just playing their game. And as much as I agree with you that we want Austin to lose just to create that gap between them and LAFC, uh, I feel like that's going to be the more realistic score. All right. And that'll be on Saturday at 4 uh, Pacific. All right. Uh, next, Charlotte versus Nashville. This seems like it should be a rivalry game, but, I mean, I don't think they've played each other. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. I don't think that either one has been in a greatest of forms uh i feel like this has a huge potential to be a draw uh i'm gonna go with uh at this point i'm just gonna eeny money mow it because they're both pretty similar yeah i'm gonna go to two draw i think i feel like it's been a minute since charlotte won so i'm gonna give it to charlotte <laughs> well it'll be another minute that'll <laughs> be uh um a two 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 new win Okay, well, I'm looking forward to that. I like Charlotte. I want to see them win. Yes. I feel like it's going to be a draw. Uh, Next game, Cincinnati, New York, Red Bulls. Uh, Cincinnati's been pretty decent, actually, lately, huh? I mean, that eight-goal thriller between New York and Uh, themselves. I want to go with Cincinnati for this. I want to go three to two. 3-2. 3-2. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm going Cincinnati 3-2 on this as well. All right. Um, Montreal, Kansas City. Uh, Montreal should win this because Kansas City is the bottom of the table. Yeah, Montreal has just... Every time I say they're a hit-or-miss kind of team, they've just been hitting. Uh, so I'm going to say they're a hit-or-miss kind of team, but I feel like they're going to hit this weekend. <laughs> now they're going to lose because uh, you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Predictor curse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that they're going to win. Two to one. All right. Uh, did I say a score? No, I don't think. Uh, so. I'll go two nil. Okay. Uh, uh, Toronto, San Jose. Uh, will Insigne play? I think he might. Uh, so I'll just give it to Toronto based on that. Also, given that San Jose just lost one of their DPs in Francisco Calvo, I think is his name, oh, really? uh, who who left to Turkey. So. Uh, yeah, that's one of the defenders, too. So, uh, I'm going to go with a 3-0 win for Toronto. Wait, wasn't Cabo in your fantasy team? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I think that's why you ended up getting that did not play. Uh, I got to uh, update that then. Especially, yeah. don't forget to update your teams before tomorrow and do your predict six. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm going to go with Toronto as well. Um, again, no coach. Losing that DP. Uh, they technically just sold uh, Pozuelo, too. So, they oh they they went down a DP as well, but they're making room for Bernadeschi. Right? Yeah, yeah, but you got to sing it. And, and yeah. if he's going to be playing tomorrow, I feel like 
you know, Did... in comparison to Ache Ache, I feel like Insignia is a game-changing player. Um, so, I, yeah, I can see Toronto winning this, what, 2-0? They should just buy um, Dries Mertens and get it over with. You know what? That does make a lot of sense. Just keep the pair up. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, moving on. Chicago, Columbus. I'm going to go Columbus 2-0 uh, against Chicago because they can't score goals anymore. What? Chicago can't score goals anymore? No. What are you talking about? They scored one in the last game and lost against San Jose. And they also scored one against uh, Philadelphia and won against Philadelphia. Oh, let me fix it. They can't score enough. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, one goal was enough to beat Philadelphia, and Philadelphia is, well, top of the table in their conference. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, wait, was it Chicago and Columbus? Oh, that's tough. Uh, I'm going to go draw in this. I'm going to say nobody's going to score. I mean, Columbus just signed a DP in Cucho Hernandez from uh, Watford. So, <laughs> it's a good chance he might play. So, is he playing tomorrow? If he is, I'm going to go a 1-1 draw then. I'm not changing it a draw. I'm sticking to the draw. I'm still sticking with Columbus. You know what? No, I'm going to stick to my first guess. 0-0. Nil-nil. How dare you? We don't say 0-0 in this house. I'm just saying, for those who don't understand nil-nil, I'm going to translate it to 0-0. All right, all right, all right. Uh, What's the next match? Uh, That's it, right? Uh that is pretty much it. We just did a rapid fire of all of them. Uh, we There's just one game we haven't talked about, and this one's happening tomorrow. Your favorite, El Trafico. Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> uh, we'll call it in this house El Clasico Angelino. Yep. Uh, so, LAFC versus the Galaxy. It is a rematch. Uh, what is this, the third Rematch? No, we've lost the other two, so yes. Yeah, so it feels so soon that there's already a third one. Um, And it just brings depression when I think about it. Because of how terribly we've done in the last two. And uh, so far, I'd say that LAFC haven't really lost to Galaxy and more that they have lost to themselves. No, no, the first match we lost to the Red. Oh, that's right, because of that last-minute goal that was offside. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, aside from that, even in that game, taking the ref part out, LAFC still lost to themselves because they somehow got two in their heads and made too many errors and allowed a Galaxy who... Honestly, in the in that game, wasn't playing the greatest uh, to actually defeat them. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't help that we just lost to Vancouver and Galaxy ended up a 4-0 win over Montreal, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, when rivalries happen, form goes out the window and it's whoever just has, you know, the mentality to play a derby game. Right. The only thing I wish is that their mentality could change. Like, I don't know what it is about this Darby that gets them all choked up when it comes to playing it. It's like like they get overexcited and that overexcitement just ends up making them nervous. Making them nervous, yeah. You know, it's not even the whole 
it's, I wouldn't even say it's fear. I feel like it's just like too much of wanting to do well that they do poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think one mentality has to be down, uh, especially cool heads, because again, this will be a mental match rather than a actual tactical match. Um, who do you think needs to show up in this game? Ilya. Uh, for for <laughs> me, I, I had Ilya in mind, but another one way more, I'd say, important. Gareth uh, Bale. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth Bale and Chiellini. Uh No, uh, realistically, Cripo. Cripo needs to show up to this game, and he needs to show up to this game like it is the last game like he's playing for canada <laughs> like he's play- wait i thought you said he was the bench he is oh, but just just stick with it but no no we don't want that <laughs> we don't want him to pretend he's on the bench um he needs to show up like this is him actually starting for canada and it's a elimination game um because i don't think that we can afford to have him make those mistakes where they end up turning into immediate goals. Yeah. And specifically it, talking it, about that pass to Ailey in the midfield that he's done in like three games where it's almost cost us a goal. Yeah. So I mean there's that's the thing. It's like Cripo did it and he passed it to the opposition and the opposition right away scored. Elie in the last game did exactly the same thing that Cripo did. Uh, but those small mistakes are the ones that need to stop. And Kripal just needs to keep his head cool. And when it's that packed, I think that's when you actually kick it long. Uh, not not try to play short. I understand that we're trying to do the whole play from the back, but those weren't very precise passes that he was doing. Play from the back would be smart about it. Exactly. Um, but I agree. Elia needs to show up in this game as well. Um, he mostly has most of the time, but like you said, this last game was one of his worst games. Yeah, I, I would also say that the defense also needs to show up because in the first match against the Galaxy this season, they pretty much fell asleep when Chicharito, uh, I mean, when there was a set piece or a cross in the box, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So as long as they can stay awake and keep track of where he is at all times, as long as they shut him down, the Galaxy's attack, I mean, is very limited after that. Right. And in the last couple of games, we've been having the pair-up of Ibiaga and Murillo, right? Yeah. Um, do you think that that is a likely chance of center backs that we will have? Or are we going to start up the all-new, most likely pairing that we've all been imagining of Chiellini and uh, Fall? Now, technically, the matchup would be Murillo and Chiellini. You think so? Yes, because Murillo has more experience. Okay. And uh, Fall has a tendency to be reckless, right? Right, but overall, of talent-wise, I mean, I feel like everybody's been seeing how impactful Fall is. Yeah. Wouldn't be a bad so, player to bring off the bench, though. Yeah. So, who... Who do you think that we're we're going to end up seeing starting the lineup for the center backs? Yeah, I think it's going to be Murillo and um, Fall, to be honest, and then have Kalini mm-hmm. on the bench, 
Uh, since it's his first game, you almost never start a player like that. And especially, right. uh, you'd want to start him in the second half when a lot of more players from the Galaxy are tired so that he can, you know, his speed can keep up with him pretty much. Mm-hmm. Although yeah, he's a good no, defender, I- so I think he's good enough to position himself to not get beat. But I'd rather not take the chance. Yeah, plus I'd say that, you know, just league difference, I'd feel like his endurance is still going to be way above everybody else's yeah. uh, in comparison. Um, but I agree with you. I think that is the smarter play. Um, but whoever it is that does end up starting, they're going to have to keep their hand in the game. Speaking of Murillo being maybe the most likely one to start, uh, he is one of those players who always has me concerned of getting a potential early yellow, a potential or red. red, or giving away a PK. I'm gonna knock on wood. I don't want it to be a red. <laughs> um, yeah, so he he always gives me that concern because I feel like he really plays into his emotions when it comes to the game uh, and could end up losing his cool with his him being frustrated. Yeah. Um, actually, I, I also didn't... I, I totally forgot, but um, it's a good chance that Segura, Segura could yeah. play. Yeah. I'd rather have Murillo and Segura, to be honest. Honestly, yeah, I forgot about Segura. And just in the short amount that he played, that he got subbed in, uh, was it against the Vancouver game? Yeah. Um, he had some amazing coverage plays. Uh, and I know that he's been out for a really long time. Um, but it's good to see that he still has it in him. And uh, honestly, because he had been gone for so long, and the only times that I would remember that he was still part of the team was when you would mention, oh, if he was only healthy and we could put him in. Uh, so, yeah, no. Now thinking that he's also available, I feel a little bit more hopeful. <laughs> yeah. I also think... Um... Are you done talking about the defense? Because I want to move on to like a different area of the field. Sure, sure. We can move on to whatever part. Um, I'm thinking that Vela needs to show up like if Zlatan was on the other team. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about 2019 Vela. Yeah, we need something like that in order to win this game. You know, and it's not even like we're the only ones thinking about 2019 Vela. I know it's kind of an obsession because it was such a great season for us. But everybody knows that that was his best season, and he has not been the same since. Uh, and maybe that puts on a bit of pressure for him, thinking that he has to perform to that level, and maybe feeling that the whole team is just relying on him to perform and deliver so that we can actually get a win. Uh, although it's not like that. But I feel like if he does perform to that level, it's just only going to motivate the rest of the players to step up and bring the game that we all know that they have. Yeah, I agree. Uh, usually when that happens, especially uh, reminds me of the the CONCACAF Champions League back when we were in it and we are playing against all the Mexican mm-hmm. teams. Every time Vela scored a goal, it seemed like the team stepped up there for performance to a match, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, If he's doing well, even if he's not the one scoring the goals, if he's playing his game, you know, he will, by side effect, end up making the other players do much better. Um, 
do speaking of that part of the field uh chicho do you know if he's gonna be in this game or if he ended up actually getting injured and is out for the game uh there should be an availability report on the lafc website let's check because if we're talking about players that need to show up i feel like he's another one wouldn't you agree all right, player availability report. Uh, questionable to Jury Sharadi is out. Brian Rodriguez is out. Uh, or he's questionable. Uh, so I, I doubt he's going to play. And then Julian Gaines, who hasn't a player I've seen yet, is out. But it doesn't say anything about Chicho being injured, so it looks like he's good to go. Okay, so if he is going to play, if he is going to be one of the players that will be starting, he also needs to show up, not let the nervousness or frustration of not scoring get to him uh because i feel like he was doing somewhat okay in the last matchup but somehow he just wasn't hitting on target didn't he he had didn't he have like a very open opportunity to score and he just like flubbed it pretty much yeah yeah so he needs to make sure that he converts those chances uh, we can't have missed goals because missed goals is what ends up losing you the game at the end of the 90 minutes um, who do you think is going to start Poku or uh, Moose well I'd rather put Poku because he can match the speed of um, what's his face uh, Brian Rodriguez Mm-hmm. And Musovski hasn't really done much. Uh, I mean, he scored a goal. Um, was it against Dallas? But then so did Opoku, right? So right. Uh, before that, Opoku doesn't do anything. Neither does Musovski. But I think Opoku's pace will actually get us better situations, if anything. Right. Here's the thing between those two players. I feel like they're very similar. Not in the sense of how they play, but in the results that you get out of them. Yeah. When one scores well or does well early, the other one doesn't so much. Uh, and then they'll flip that and do it the, the other way around. Um, so Opoku coming in, scores. Next game he'll start, maybe not do much. And then Moose will come in as a sub and actually score. So I think that, yeah, this is probably the moment where you end up putting Opoku in to see if he could actually bring something to the table. And then if that doesn't work, obviously we go to Moose and see what happens. Unless you're thinking of Danny Trejo. Well, I would, I would love to give him a shot. But it looks like um, Trulando hasn't been convinced to actually put him in the in the lineup, right? <laughs> How are you going to get convinced if you're not really giving the guy a shot? That's what I'm wondering. Like, why even pull him out of the lights? Exactly. Like, give him the shot. I think that Vancouver was a perfect moment to do that. Yeah. Yeah. He, I think he subbed him in kind of late, didn't he? Uh, I think he subbed him in like 20 minutes to the end of the game, something like that. I think it's something like that. Um, what else? Uh, Gareth Bale. Any chance of that happening? I heard he was flying to LA today, okay, but that so they're having they're, they're they're having trouble like with his visa thing or whatever. Okay, so or, like that's getting that. 
we can get that out of the way. Um, but if if he was available, I mean, imagine. <laughs> uh, so with these players, uh, on top of that, anybody else who you feel like needs to be highlighted uh, in terms of performance or whom and another player that we haven't seen who might actually be more contributing to the whole performance. Hmm. All right. Uh, not even Terindal has an answer on when Bale can play. <laughs> well, we're not even worried about Bale at this moment. Mm-hmm. So any other players that we do have available? Not Chiellini could. Yeah, Chiellini. That that'll be an interesting mm-hmm. um, situation. I feel like, yeah, again, as long as we don't get scored on before our warm up time, which is what is twenty five minutes now, um, we should be good. And again, we should not end up conceding first either. I've, I I would much rather us score one. And then concede, then to get concede, then concede first, and then try to play catch up, because that's when the team's just going to end up losing their focus and it end up getting consumed with frustration. Yeah. Uh, and one last person that I probably need to highlight, at least for me, is Trundle himself, uh, because if I recall the last time that I end up seeing him, he ended up just putting his hands to his face kind of like trying to hide and give up on the whole game uh if we're doing wrong i want to see him on the sideline shouting at everybody and telling them what they should do like a good coach should i don't want to see him scurry away to the bench and just kind of visually tell everybody that he's given up even though maybe that he might not have the tactics to tell them what to do or that he's already told them enough but physical language says a lot just like i mentioned about vela actually performing to his level is going to motivate the rest of the players if the coach continues to badger the players about what they need to do i feel like at least that's showing that he's not giving up on the team and before he visually looked like he gave up on the game and the team so why why would if you're losing would you want to keep trying if even the coach already gave up? So I, everybody from coach to goalkeeper needs to stay on their game tomorrow. Yeah, that's the second time you've called him out for looking like he's giving up. <laughs> and I will continue to do it if I keep seeing him do it. Yeah. Um, this, this is just one thing that's very important to me. If you're, you are the leader, yes, you have a captain, but you are the leader of the team. Kind of like a father figure, but, you know, if you see a father just being very weak, you're obviously not going to be feeling that powerful. Yeah. All right. I think we've got to the, the moment of truth. Uh, what's your prediction then? My prediction is going to be a resounding 3-1 to one win for LAFC. Uh, I was actually... I was actually going to say the same thing. Because <laughs> I was just like... We struggle against them. It seems like they always have the upper hand, but we're playing at home. I think the t- the players are tired. 
of losing. And I hope that it shows up on the field tomorrow. So I'm going to also go with a 3-1 win for LAFC. Yeah, and I hope it is that way because at least a two-goal difference in the game should show that the team was decidedly better during the game uh, as opposed to waiting to win by a last-minute goal or maybe a PK or, you know, anything that doesn't really have to do with the team's skill. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it's going to come down to mentality. And that's going to be my final prediction. And again, the, the, the playing at home thing, I don't even think that's a factor anymore because we have lost at home to Galaxy already. Was it both games that were at home for us? No, they were both away. One? They were both away? Yeah. Well, no, we have lost at home. And that doesn't really say much, you know, that we're playing at home this time. So I just hope they show up. So do I. So, um, I think that's all I got to say about this week. Uh, anything you want to talk about before we call it a day here? Um, let's see. We've talked about all this. Any other interesting transfers that you know of yet? Uh, nothing official so far. It seemed like most of the transfers happened early in the week. Mm, okay. Uh, except for that one transfer that you just told me about today. Uh, for women's oh sorry. yeah yeah uh, i forgot her first name <laughs> but elmsley right uh joining yeah. angel city um i remember when we watched the what was it 2020 world cup Blair Elmsley. it was the 2020 world cup wasn't it yeah it was right um i believe so um and we saw her playing for scotland and um we liked the way she played and i was like one of the players that we wanted to look out for, and depending on where they played, right? So, right. Um, we're really happy that she's joined Angel City because we love having good players like that there. Apart from Sydney LaRue also joining Angel City. Really? And, yeah, she played her first match last weekend. Oh, um, I had no idea. How did we do last weekend? Uh, I think we tied 1-1. Okay, well, that's not bad. At least it's not a loss. Yeah, just a shame that all the games are on Paramount Plus. Yeah, I kind of wish that they were a bit more available because I'd love to see these games. Yeah, but uh, it's also rivalry week in the NWSL, so Angel City would be playing against San Diego Wave on Saturday. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so when you told me... When you told me about her, I had no idea who she was. I, I had completely forgotten since it had been a long time since I last saw her play. Uh, but once you reminded me, I remembered exactly how she played. And she is very talented and plays with so much heart. Uh, so I'm excited what she's going to be able to do for the team. All right. All right. That's uh, that's going to be all for today for us. So catch us on the next episode where we review all the weekend's actions. And maybe there's a big signing here or there that we can talk about. And maybe we're not going to be depressed because of a certain score. Yes. Um, yeah. Hopefully we'll be happy. <laughs> um, exactly. All right. Uh, that's going to be it. Uh, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.